Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. Thanks so much for joining us. We've got a great guest today. Our focus is always talking about business and how the media covers business. And we've got a great guest today, someone who I've known for a while but haven't chatted with in a bit. And he is Gary Miles, who's the editor and publisher of the Detroit News. Gary, how are you? Great, Tony. Good to hear from you. It's been a long time, so I'm going to fill in part of your resume, and then you take me from there. I know that you were at the Lansing State Journal. We worked together at Channel 10 WILX in Lansing. I know you went to the Port Huron newspaper, so what happened after that? That's pretty much how I got to the news. I was a managing editor at the News Times Herald in Port Huron, and then in 2000, you know, as you might expect, I didn't want to ride out the coming recession in a smaller newspaper. And so I was looking for a little bigger place to land. And I joined the Detroit News just a couple of days before the presidential election in 2000. And I've been here ever since. I was an assistant city editor then and then worked on the Metro Desk, which is essentially the group that's working with reporters on their stories on a daily basis and took some other positions in between there. But in 2019, I became editor and publisher of the news. I thought it was pretty interesting that you worked in TV for a while while I was there because you're a newspaper guy. Tell me why you decided to do that, what you learned from that experience and how that helps you even to your job now. You know, I've loved both. It was hard to leave television, though, you know, I was only at WILX for a couple of years. And as you said, before that and after that, I was in newspapers. And ultimately, you know, while I loved the immediacy of television and what you could do with video, you know, I realized that, you know, based on my upbringing, my career potential was probably better realized in newspapers. That said, you know, the melding of media between, you know, now television can easily do what newspapers do and newspapers can do what television does by adding video has been really helpful in the big scheme of things. You know, I'd love to do more video than we're already doing, but, you know, much of the staff is, you know, born and bred kind of more on the word side. So that's not as quick or easy a transition. You know, TV can still do TV better than the news can do TV, but there are some things we can do well. And so we're trying to make the most of those. And what's interesting about print, Gary, is we went through that transition where it was thought print media was dead. And in, instead of just dying out, got smart, not only incorporating video, but so many writers are doing podcasts now. They'll be live from an event and they can go live on social media. So that's pretty smart that print went that way. Yeah, I think print is still a place where people look to get depth. And, you know, obviously there are more immediate ways to get news. But if you want to really dive into something, you know, TV, I think when we were at ILX was looking at a minute 30 for its longest packages. And that's even shorter now. And of course, they could go longer, but they're serving an audience, you know, that's trying to get a rundown of the news in a half hour. Well, we're serving an audience that's trying to spend more time with the news. So hopefully we're able to create the best of both, give depth where it's helpful, be quick when we can be quick and add video and audio when it makes the most sense. And as you said, podcasts and you know, we do our own, you know, college football show and, you know, Red Wings podcasts and those kinds of things where we think there's an audience for it. Gary, talk a little bit about covering Detroit and the state as a whole. What are the biggest challenges and how do you think the news is fared there? Well, the biggest challenge has been, you know, the shrinking budgets that we have faced as a result of less in the way of print advertisers. So as 
print advertisers have fallen by the wayside, understandably choosing less expensive options to reach you know, their audiences. In some cases, we have had shrinking budgets really at least since 2008, 2009. Now, recently in the past couple of years, we've gotten more resources into the newsroom, which is good, but that's the sort of two challenges, you know, that we see one, you know, we've got fewer people to cover the news with. When I got here, there were 300. Now we've got about a hundred. So we're down to about a third of our people footprint. And at the same time, because we've seen a shrinking of outstate newspapers and because our digital reaches, you know, worldwide, though most pronounced in Michigan, there's much higher demand for our stuff, what we write and produce in outstate Michigan. So we're trying to cover outstate Michigan as much as we probably ever have, yet doing it with fewer resources. Yet we clearly see there's an audience there. And some of that is because, you know, there are fewer reporters at newspapers around the state covering other communities. And that's a frustration for people like me here who live in the Lansing area the coverage of local news is just challenging. It's not done well. It's not done nearly enough, especially when you talk about politics, education, and business. I think that's true. And it's been difficult to see. And some markets are hit harder than others. I worry about, you know, having worked in Lansing, Lansing does have a fairly competitive news market with, you know, the television stations. You know, my time in Port Huron, Port Huron had a very uncompetitive news market. So when they shrink down to a reporter or two, you know, it's more difficult to understand where that community gets its news from. Of course, a much smaller community. But, you know, I think back to when the dams broke up in Midland County, actually, where I grew up. And, you know, I think we had more journalists working that story than the Midland Daily News had journalists, you know, at the time. And that's just because of the smaller footprint of those newspapers. So we saw a lot of interest in our coverage and felt the responsibility to cover it. And it's certainly Midland did a great job. The Midland Daily News did a great job with its coverage, but you know, we felt committed to throwing a lot of resources there and covering it from a state, you know, regulatory angle and even a federal angle because we've still got a couple of people in Washington too. We're talking with Gary Miles, who's the editor and publisher of the Detroit News. When we come back, we're gonna get Gary's thoughts on the national media and what his thoughts are there. We'll do that next. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. And welcome back. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Detroit News editor and publisher Gary Miles. Gary, when you think about the national media, I just want to get your thoughts on that. As someone who painstakingly will watch all different entities to try and get a handle on what's going on and how they're covering it, what do you think? 
Well, I think, you know, every news organization I've ever been in and all its journalists have been trying to, you know, root out the truth of a story if a truth can be found or as our old style book at the Detroit News says to reliably tell the truth so much as the truth can be obtained. And I think most journalists absolutely in that vein. At the same time, you know, what we've seen out of the Fox News Dominion lawsuit lately has been disheartening, to say the least, to know that there were executives who felt that their anchors, you know, knew the truth, but weren't telling it or were afraid to do it from an audience standpoint. And I think there's also, you know, great confusion in this day and age about what the media is. For instance, you know, Tucker Carlson may be the most watched evening news program, but yet, you know, just six or eight months ago, he was involved in a different lawsuit in which, you know, his lawyers made the argument and a judge ruled in his behalf in a defamation suit, basically on the premise and the claim that Tucker Carlson is not telling you the facts, he's giving commentary, purely commentary, and his audience should know the difference. The question is, does his audience know the difference? Because even in the statements he was sued for, for example, you know, he said, those are the facts or made some, you know, allegation that what he was saying was factual when it wasn't. So, you know, I think the blurring of what's media and what the definition of media is makes it really difficult to talk about, you know, who's biased and not, because is Tucker Carlson biased? Certainly. Is Rachel Maddow biased? Certainly. Where do you find the middle ground? Increasingly, I would say it's the legacy media, though I understand a lot of people, you know, have problems with that. But you look at the New York Times, who broke the story about, you know, Hillary Clinton's emails on a server outside the State Department. Well, that was the New York Times and the Weinstein story and so many on both sides. So, you know, I think the media is doing a pretty good job. I think we nationally, I'd love to see more definition between what's actually truth telling or trying to give you the facts and what's a round table of talking heads that are talking off the top of their heads. But that's the challenge we face. So, Gary, you mentioned Tucker Carlson. Does that mean you think that MSNBC and CNN and other entities which may be considered liberal leaning, do you think that they're more accurate in their reporting of the news? Well, not necessarily. I mean, I think the most liberal, you know, comes from MSNBC. And I see sort of MSNBC and Fox as being on opposite sides of the extreme sides of the spectrum in terms of the voices they're presenting and the viewpoints they're pitching. I'm no longer really, and even then wouldn't have considered myself an expert on the TV journalism. But, you know, where CNN or some of the other entities fall is a little bit more difficult, you know, for me to tell. How about print? What's your thought on the national print media, Wall Street Journal, New York Times? How accurate do you think they are at presenting the news? I honestly think they're being as accurate as they can determine themselves able to be. I mean, what I mean by that is I think they're out there trying to get to the root of every story. And as you know, Tony, I've yet to see, you know, a journalist get a hold of what they think could be is a good story and then put it through a prism of, well, how is this going to affect, you know, the right or the left? A good story is a good story and a good story is what keeps us in business. It keeps people coming back. That's not to say it doesn't happen. Obviously, the Fox Dominion lawsuit, you know, has shined a light that's very dismaying overall, but I've never seen anything like that in all my time in print. We're talking with Gary Miles, the editor and publisher of the Detroit News. When we come back, we're going to talk to Gary about up-and-coming journalists, the younger journalists, and how they're doing so far. We'll do that next on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. 
Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. Welcome back. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Gary Miles. Gary, I wanted to ask you your thoughts on something, observation I've made. It sure seems like people are consuming the news from entities that they agree with, that present the news in a fashion that they like and that they believe whether it may be the truth or not. You talked a little bit about opinion. It seems like a lot of the news is opinion-based. But what do you think about that? Do you think people are looking to hear what they believe as opposed to the truth? Well, I do think there's a lot of that. But I also think, you know, when we go into a statewide election, for instance, in Michigan, you know, there are the extremes on both sides. There are people who are going to vote straight ticket Republican and there are people who are going to vote straight ticket Democrat. And that's the way they see the world. And that's, you know, where they're going to go. At the same time, you know, most statewide elections in Michigan are decided by the middle because most people are not die hard on the right or the left. They're trying to make decisions about individual referendums or individual candidates based on what they think is best for the state. So I think there's still a great many people who are seeking out and looking for credible news. And that's why I feel like we at the news, you know, continue to have a great story to tell because whether we're doing stories about how, you know, the right won't pass more transparency legislation or the left won't do it when they're in charge, we're going to write it either way. That said, no doubt that people, you know, you wouldn't have such an audience for Fox or for MSNBC if it wasn't a great number of people who are just looking to kind of reaffirm their own view of the world. But I still think there's a great many, and in many cases, they're the deciders because they're the middle that are looking for credible information. Gary, what do you think about our younger reporters that are coming up when you need to hire a reporter? What do you look for? What are you seeing out there? You know, we're looking for people who know a good story and can tell it. It's almost as simple as that. I frankly, while I love having a diversity of geographic backgrounds and university backgrounds, I also love to bring people from Michigan into Michigan or to our newsroom as we try and cover more of the state. You know, West Michigan sensibilities might be different than Southeast Michigan and somebody from the Upper Peninsula brings a different perspective to different stories. So I love to hire people from Michigan or who have a background here and ultimately just looking for people who want to tell a good story and they're still you know, a ton of great journalists out there. In fact, you know, I wish there were more jobs for all of them because, you know, when you and I started, my first job was at a little paper in New Jersey covering sports. You know, they might have one sports writer now. They had four back when I was there. Gary, what's the Detroit news going to be following the next few weeks? What should our listeners be looking at? What big stories should we keep an eye out for in the news? You know, the biggest story at the moment is sort of on the political front. I mean, from our perspective, a couple of major fights with the Democrats now in power after several years not in power, they have the ability to reverse right to work legislation, which we expect they'll do this week, and as well as make inroads that they have been pushing for when it comes to gun legislation. So we'll be interested to see how those changes take place and who votes for them. 
We're, of course, watching a lot of things, you know, following up Michigan State, following up, you know, the shooting there, as well as trying to keep an eye on some of the other stories that have developed in a big way. We are always focused on the auto industry and the electric sort of revolution in the auto industry, a great much, a great depth of our economy in Michigan is focused on the internal combustion engine. If you think not just about the big three, but think about the suppliers. If you're a supplier, for instance, who makes fuel pumps, you've got to figure out how you're going to, if you're going to stay in business, transition to something in the electric vehicle economy. And that I think is maybe one of the biggest stories that Michigan has to keep an eye on because that plays into the fight for jobs, whether it's battery factories, Ford in partnership with a Chinese company in Marshall, or even if you're talking about District Detroit and incentives going to the District Detroit in connection with the Michigan renovation. So two more questions for you, Gary. I'm from Mount Clemens. I'm a big sports guy. How important is sports coverage to the news and to newspapers in general? It's hugely important. And I think, you know, that's One of the great things about being a general interest newspaper and not being too segmented, because certainly there are times when there are big stories, whether it's COVID or it's the 2020 election that bring a lot of people in. But there are also times when, you know, as we all know, the news business is a little slower, but sports unites us in so many ways and brings people back and keeps people coming to us every day for the development on, you know, the Detroit Lions new cornerbacks or what the Tigers lineup is going to be. So, I think in a very important way, sports keeps people engaged in the news because they might come for the latest Jim Harbaugh story, but notice a story that's going to impact their wallet or, you know, their taxes or, you know, their ability to carry a gun. So I think sports is just critically important to us and not just at the newspaper, but critically important to us as a society. It's what unites us and rallies us behind a common cause. And Gary, final question for you. You mentioned that you had more than 100 folks working in the newsroom. How many of those come into the newsroom and how many of those are at home like me grinding away? That's the critical question. Right now, what we're asking most of our staff to do, and we've got a little under 100, is to come in twice a week. Mm-hmm. That's mostly for collaboration, for celebration, for communication. Those are kind of the biggest three reasons to keep relating to each other. On any given day, that might be as few as five and as many as 20. A lot of the sports writers, as you probably remember, mm-hmm. they're out in Allen Park every day. Chris McCoskey's in Florida right now with the Tigers. So you know, even in a normal scenario, we don't see those folks all that much in the office. But more than ever, our reporters are reporting from, you know, home. And only twice a week are we asking people to come in to meet as a group or with their teams. Gary Miles is the editor and publisher of the Detroit News. Gary, appreciate your time so much. Thanks again and look forward to talking with you again. Thanks, Tony. I enjoyed it. And I apologize for being late. No worries. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. I'm Tony Connolly. This has been Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We'll see you next time.